Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I am really excited about our episode today. We're joined today by Sean Bruner. He's the CEO and founder of Avant Stay. Sean's been a real estate entrepreneur for over 15 years now, so he's he's got some gray hairs like I do. And uh, having gone through the launch and sale of a number of different early stage companies in his newest uh, endeavor into Avant Stay, Sean and his whole group has been um, kind of jumping into the travel and uh, using technology to leverage that and really deliver a unique lifestyle hospitality brand for the future travelers and owners of short-term vacation rentals. So Sean, welcome to the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast with us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me, Sean. Great name. Great, great to, to hear how much attention the space is getting, both on the investment side, management side. I mean, it's a big industry out there and excited to talk about it. Awesome. I'm really excited to, to talk to you. I know you guys have a lot going on at Avant Stay. Um, we were talking before we hit record. I'm a huge proponent of full service property managers. And I, I believe, you know, a lot of people kind of avoid thinking that, that it's an expense to them. It is usually our largest expense. So I'm excited to talk about that with you. But before we get started into that, um, can you give me a little bit of a background? I did a, I did a real quick uh, bio and but 15 years, there's a lot I'm sure packed in there. And I'd love to hear what, what led you to where you're at right now with Avant Stay and what you guys have going on over there. Yeah, of course. So I'll be I'll be quick because we want to talk about about the industry as much as possible. But founder and CEO now of Avant Stay, uh, I've been in the real estate and technology space for for almost twenty years now. Uh, worked in 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 technology banking on Wall Street. Uh, founded a number of companies in the in the Bay Area around real estate and technology, uh, and then worked on the finance side, investing in early stage startups. Uh, and then our last company, we, we sold to LinkedIn in 2016, which was an enterprise SaaS platform uh, for sales productivity. So a lot of the technology, you know, finance, real estate background, and then obviously, like everybody probably listening, huge passion for travel, for getting together with groups, for sitting around the dinner table and, and having a glass of wine and, and telling some jokes. So a uh, big proponent of, of the short-term rental space, obviously, and, and more importantly, creating memories and getting great people together. Yeah, love it. And I know you guys really talk about creating that unique experience and and really like that's I always say that's why people travel. We're not here to we're not here to sell homes or, you know, advertise homes. We want to advertise and sell an experience when people come and visit. So um, I, I love that that's a that's what you guys really believe in and what you're really pushing. I think uh, it leads to a lot of the success that you're seeing in this industry. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that you said it, which is experience and Whenever you're thinking about building a business, it's always good to compete on experience, you know, over price, yep. uh, you know, which which can be a race to the bottom at times. But experience is 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 where we sit, and and we feel like that's the most important thing in life is creating experiences. And how do you leverage technology in a largely digital online world to deliver an offline experience? And how do you do it efficiently? How do you do it so that we can we can experience those group settings more? So experience is everything. Uh, bringing great people together and, and sharing them is, is what the world's about. Love it. 
Love it. And so as we talk about, uh, you know, the world we're living in right now, the environment we're living in, you know, lots of different things going on, interest rates going up, inflation going up. Let's, uh, do, do you mind, I'd love to, to chat with you a little bit about what your opinion is on kind of what the, what that environment looks like for an investor and why you still believe this is a, this is a good asset class and a good space to be in. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's I think it's um, it's a very interesting time in, in the macroeconomic environment. Um, we've seen, you know, it's one of the biggest summers for travel demand in history, uh, and a lot of the hotels have, have forecasted continued demand. Uh, if you look at AirDNA, which I'm sure a lot of folks pay attention to on the data side, yep. they're showing you know significant year over year increases off off of the largest increase in short term rental demand in history. Uh, so coming off of a very big year to look at, at rev par and ADRs and, and occupancy up for the first half of the year, I think it's starting to settle in a little bit more the second half of the year where you're seeing some of the shoulder demand subside, uh, but you're seeing that offset by the experience event and holiday demand. Yeah. So rev pars are largely flat to up across the board. Uh, and, and, and really the, the, the most compelling part of our industry is it's such a big TAM and it increases based on awareness. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's one thing that, that people, uh, sometimes lose sight of where you look at the hotel space, more people travel, travel to hotels as population increases. And of course, you know, the best hotels get more attention, but by and large, that industry grows with population growth where the short-term rental space, which is a third the size of, of the of the hotel industry, it really grows with awareness. And, yeah. and so the more people that become aware of this and that have great experiences and don't default back to the hotel space uh, are gonna, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna elevate the entire industry as a whole. So we're seeing robust demand year over year up, forward pacing up. Uh, we'll see what the what the future holds. Obviously, inflation is top of mind for everyone, and interest rates are certainly impacting not just macroeconomic, but real estate, where activity is, is really kind of halted by and large. Uh, refinances, mortgage applications, purchase applications, all down significantly over the last few months. And that's what the Fed wants to do is they wanna pull demand out of the economy to reduce inflation, but that creates opportunity. And yeah. I think that that's what you're seeing in the broader marketplace, especially in short-term rentals where you may have a lower entry point to come into these houses. You know, prices are going to drop in destination markets. Supply is up pretty significantly across the board in terms of what is available for sale in these destination drive to even the experiential kind of urban destination markets. Uh, supply is up. And if you can find better entry points on basis and you look back at the data, <clears throat> The data supports in every economic downturn and recession that domestic drive-to markets is flat to up on average and international markets really get hit. You know, those are down 15% plus. So instead of going to Europe, people go to Palm Springs, right? And they drive out to Palm Springs. So there is a shift in terms of how people spend, but people are still traveling. Yep. Uh, we're still seeing, you know, incredible demand across the board. And, and you know, even in, in the worst of times where you've seen double digit drops in domestic travel, you've seen prices for, for homes drop further. Now, obviously for those that have portfolios, that's not the best scenario, but it does create an opportunity 
if you can find your way into buying at a lower basis against robust travel demand, your yields go up. So we're seeing this as a, as a natural reset. Uh, hopefully we can find a softer landing than what they're guiding us towards today with the public equity markets off 25%. But, but we do think that this creates a lot of opportunity and more awareness for great operators to come into space, whether it's an individual or a manager, uh, because the experience that we're delivering across the industry is very, very different from what anybody's seen. And it's early days, right? We're in inning, maybe two, maybe three yeah. uh, of the space. And, and so early days, huge opportunity uh, and, and hopefully a, a great entry point for incumbent investors and then new investors coming into the space. Yeah, love it. And I think that there's there's a lot there too as we as you you really, you know, dove into a cup really two different markets, right? One is the and I always remind people we're talking about two separate markets here. One we've got to really look at the the opportunity to purchase these properties, right? What's going on with the with the market of actually going in where you're saying supply is starting to go up. Demand is really not going away. We're seeing that supply and demand gap was so wide. It's still wide enough that our average time on the market across the board is still is still weighted more to where a, a seller's market historically, but it doesn't feel like a seller's market, right? There's a lot more opportunity for buyers. We're not, every time you blink, the property doesn't go up by hundred grand or whatever market you're in, right? That's not happening anymore. And so there are some better buying opportunities. You're not having to compete with 50 people. You know, sellers are getting a little nervous. I always tell people, you know, use some of the things that are going on in the economy. The bad news in, you know, the, the, the sellers are hearing it too, and they're more willing to negotiate a bit because if they want to get rid of their house, some of them are nervous that it's going to drop further, right? So we can we can look at some of those opportunities. Then on the backside, the demand for the short-term rentals is continuing to go up. And we're seeing, like you said, year over year, the money being spent in, in individual markets just continues to go up. And, and I mean, almost without exception, year over year, total dollars spent in the market you're looking at is just continuing to go up. And demand is going up with awareness. I think a lot of the things that are helping that awareness is we are we are seeing a lot more professional hosts coming in. We're seeing a lot more really professionally managed type properties where that creates that really great, you know, high-end customer experience for the end user. And now all of a sudden people are saying, hey, I really prefer this method of travel versus hotels. And that that's going to continue to go. I totally agree with you that we're on the in the beginning, you know, the the, the first few endings of this game. Agree with everything you just said. And and yeah, I mean, six months ago, you're going up against five day all cash offers, yeah. uh, right? And, and a few finance. And now a lot of that has evaporated. Yeah. Uh, and so not only are the are the you know, in, you know, the individuals that have properties in these regions having less competition because supply is not increasing as much or yeah. as fast. And if demand increases and supply is restricted in terms of the number of new properties brought to market. Uh, you'll still see demand outpacing supply as you have over the last few years. So some of the real estate market and, and why it's kind of holding up right now is so long as demand's outpacing supply, you know, it's really hard to see that drop off yeah, it is. occurring. And, yeah. and I think, you know, for those that, that the general consensus out there in the industries or, or even in real estate is that interest rates aren't going to stay high forever. And so hopefully there'll be an opportunity to refinance out of maybe higher debt today and into lower debt in the future, or for folks that ended up refinancing the last few years, uh, you can get through this with lower interest rates. Uh, 
But you look at Hilton Head, Hilton Head doubled the amount of supply in the last couple of years. Yep. And, and it's a combination of less inventory, less purchases coming onto the market with demand still robust. Uh, and then you look at the maturity around regulation. You know, the maturity around regulation is a very important component to the overall yes. industry. You start bringing regulation in the space. And if you understand it uh, really at the deep levels of, of where, where, where do you operate a short-term rental legally and how do you operate it at a very high level? Because it's not just getting the license, it's maintaining that license and operating uh, you know, professionally to the standards that are expected of the city and all the stakeholders, right? Your neighbors. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really important to kind of look at regulation as, as a competitive advantage if you understand it. It caps the number of licenses in a lot of markets. You know, Breckenridge is a great example of that. They rolled out a 3,200 permit cap, which means they're going to reduce the amount of supply in that market. Uh, I think they're at 3,400 total licenses. So that's 200 licenses that will be removed. So there's a lot of challenges around regulation, but a lot of opportunity uh, to find the right houses in the right pockets on the right streets uh, and then operate them at a very high level professionally or individually to deliver not just a great experience, but a great experience for all the stakeholders. So the city, neighbors, everyone, all inclusive. Uh, absolutely critical to the success of our industry too. I mean, we're all kind of on the same team here yeah. when you think of let, let's do this the right way because short-term uh, gains versus kind of finding perpetuity income streams and, and, you know, kind of ducking and diving the, the, the regulations, it's not a good sustainable long-term business strategy. And we feel like really working with these cities and working close with them is a critical component to the success, not just of, of on stay, but, but just more broadly of the entire industry, because this industry is not going anywhere, right? right? There's a reason Marriott Homes and Villas uh, has rolled out you know, their platform and is now a very large platform. There's a reason Hilton mentioned that they're going to be ro rolling out their platform. All of the credit card and financial agencies are, are discussing rolling out programs as well for their loyalty points. So uh, certainly here to stay. And if we can, if we can find the right pockets to operate in and work with our cities and stakeholders and, and, and really deliver an exceptional experience, uh, the, the opportunity is endless in, 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 a, in what is a very, very large market. And I was, I was reading a stat the other day, which was so interesting to me, but uh, someone told me and, and they showed me the data behind it, that there's over 20,000 short-term rental operators in the U.S. Hmm. Uh, and it just blows my mind that, that there's that many managers. And these are managers, obviously. Managers, there's, yeah. There's, there's hundreds of thousands and millions of hosts globally but just management companies. I mean, it is a very, very large and fragmented industry with a lot of opportunity for people to be successful. And, and the way we're approaching it is, is, is to really develop a platform uh, so that you can you know, have density in these markets, have technology, have systems, have infrastructure to elevate the experience, but it's, it, there's a number of different ways to do it. Love it. And I love that you you hit on the regulations and, and things that are going a lot of people. The conversation this year has kind of been the year of these sweeping regulations. And I've been um, felt like that I'm a minority in in saying some of the things that you said that this is a good thing for the industry. It shows the industry is growing up. It shows that we're maturing. It's just, you know, it's being treated like its own asset class. And 
and I always tell people when you're investing in these areas, you should be investing in areas that have a yes or a no, and obviously go to the yeses, right? And that have that have some rules and regulations and licensing and permitting in place and follow those because it's going to be a more sustainable and a more predictable business plan to be able to build a portfolio around that. And it's no different than, you know, if you wanted to go put a gas, you know, gas station on the corner, you know, you can't go put a gas station or you can't go build a commercial property on any, any corner that you want. And so we're, we're it's showing that now short-term rentals are starting to be looked at by most of these entities and these, these municipalities to say, Hey, this is its own asset class. Here's how we want to operate within our municipality. And here's how we want them to fit in. Here's how we want them to be good neighbors, all these different things. And I think that it really will start to, you know, defragment some of the things that are going on in the industry, because it, we, it, it's always, it's just kind of been the wild west for a while. And things are starting to now rain back in, in a lot of the major um, resort areas. And then even just among, you know, even, you know, not just resort areas, cities, cities all across the country are starting to really place regulations and rules on how they want short-term rentals to operate within, within their locations. And I think it's a really good thing. And it shows that this, this is a, an industry that's really growing up and maturing. Yeah, I think I think sophistication and maturity is is really critical for the industry to continue to move forward, uh, and it pays to do your homework, right? And 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 you put the work in. There is there is ROI for that work, and I think the days of just dropping a short term rental anywhere and and managing it remotely or managing it you know kind of hands off is is very challenging to do, and is probably not the right approach long-term for the industry, right? We, we want to kind of all work together to make sure the houses are maintained, to make sure the guests are supported, and obviously the cities and neighborhoods and all the stakeholders therein. So uh, critical for, for the industry to mature, uh, for it to kind of grow into what is a multi-hundred billion dollar uh, industry. And, and that's a big space. And so there's a lot of attention and time that needs to be put into thinking through the right regulation uh, that's supportive of uh, the best operators and and people that are want to follow the rules. Yeah, and, and I think that that's what we're moving into. And and look, I mean, a lot of these cities really thrive off of the the TOT that that, that vacation rentals bring, right? They're paying for schools, yep. paying for roads, and and it's a big part of these PLs. For those that haven't seen some of the PLs for these cities, the transient occupancy tax is a critical part of of that city's infrastructure. And they're just now starting to be able to collect from, from everyone. You know, there's a lot of people that haven't paid TOT for many years. And so I think it's, it's important that we bring that level of sophistication, uh, bring that level of thought leadership to the space because it will pay off in spades for those that want to be a part of this for the long haul. Uh, if you want to be a part of short-term rentals and, and you want to kind of build a sustainable business model, uh, I think there's guardrails and guidelines that that we can all follow, and it can be a very, very successful venture and and importantly, industry where we can continue to elevate. I mean, that's the part that I think has held back the industry uh, in some respects, even though it's one of the fastest growing largest industries in the world. When I say held back, I take that with a grain of salt. but it's but it's the reason why you, you just haven't been able to elevate the experiences because it's a really hard space. You know, what we do is is a, is a difficult job. Yeah. It's not go build an app and hope it goes viral, right? Hospitality is you get what you put in. It's very hard work. Um, and, and that work, you know, 
should be rewarded by, by being able to elevate the experience for guests. So I think as far as the guest experience, it's kind of evolved, right? Early days was, where's your house? What's the price? Yeah. You know, and now it's, you know, what's the design? Uh, how, how can I get services like stock fridge or, 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 you know, for us, we have integrations where you can have, you know, uh, your, your, your welcome packages show up within, you know, 20 minutes, you can have, you know, massages from Soothe, you can have uh, a chef show up on a Friday night, you can have your house cleaned on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So taking that, you know, hotel experience that we've talked about a lot and bringing it into the home, you can spend more time thinking about that and being thoughtful about that, as opposed to, you know, some of the other more challenging uh, things that we've had to deal with over the years where, where you're battling, you know, the cities. And so now I think that the cities are, are have, have started to roll out really thoughtful and, and, and partnership-based regulation. And I think it's going to continue. And, and at that point, you're really able to spend more time thinking about what does the guest want? What does the homeowner want? You know, how do we bring a great experience into these homes and deliver all of these services within the home to support an elevated experience? And, 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 you know, today it's still so affordable. And we haven't touched on that. And maybe boo, we're going to later, but it's just amazing how affordable a short-term rental is compared to a hotel. You know, it's it's night and day. But as far as for the guests staying in them? As far as for the guests. So yeah, we, we yeah. ran we ran our numbers recently. It's interesting. Yeah. So we looked at our, you know, we, people kind of put us in the bucket of luxury premium. Um, and if you go to the site, there's there's beautiful homes and uh, you know, and, and it is a luxury experience in a lot of respects. But our average stay is nine hundred dollars a night. The average number of people that stay there is seven. So that's one hundred and thirty dollars per person, or or as the industry says in hotels, per pillow. Yeah. Uh, and so when you think about that compared to a four or five star hotel experience, and what we're doing is we're delivering, you know, really a four or five star hotel experience. That's what you know. When you have your house cleaned and and you have a beautiful, you know, the the design behind behind us here, this one won an award and. And so when you have a great design that's built for groups, great experience, and you have all those value-added services in the home, it's a four or five-star experience. You cannot find a hotel room for under, you know, four or $500 at a four or five-star level these days. So I think the affordability of our space is one of the bigger opportunities that is rarely talked about. Yeah. I think the, the ability for ADRs to increase and close the gap from what it costs to stay in a hotel room is pretty substantial. Yeah, I would 100% agree. And, and that's where, and I, you know, I feel like that as the industry matures, it's going to be less of a race to the bottom, right? I mean, I feel like when when you've got a, you've got a multi-billion dollar industry that still is probably, the, the, like you said, there's, you know, there's 20,000, you know, professional management companies that are listed, but there's millions of hosts on Airbnb right now. Most of them, are they have one property? It's kind of grandma's cabin. I mean, there's a lot of those, a lot of those hosts still on there, and everybody just competes on price, which brings that, <clears throat> excuse me, that average price, you know, uh, per person, way down, and that gap that we can still go up with is is huge, right? We can, we've got a lot of runway to go up, and even going up, and even still being very good investments for us as investors you've got, it's a very economical way for people to travel where they can go in and they can split that house up and you can get this four or five star experience for, you know, hotel eight prices. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it, you, you, you end up paying 
you know, when you actually break it down, it's a very economical way to travel. And people aren't going to stop traveling. And people always ask us, well, as the economy goes down, how is, you know, people stop traveling? That's not the case. There's, there's been never been a downturn that indicates that people stop traveling, right? And so it's, uh, and especially if it's an economical way to travel. And so I, I feel like I'm, I'm right there with you. It is a very affordable way to travel. And as awareness, be, you know, it starts to grow and people become aware of that. And they're aware that, hey, I kind of like this experience versus just sitting in a hotel. I've got, you know, I've got my own privacy, my own house. I've got my own kitchens. I've got all these different things that we have. It's, uh, I, f- I feel like that it, the awareness is just going to continue to grow and continue to go up. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you there. Yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed it. I mean, the big, the biggest peak to trough of any recession of drop-off of short-term rental demand holistically and not even thinking of drive-to-domestic group travel, yeah. which is really where we sit, which is much less as far as a drop-off because of the affordability, was 16%. And in that time period, you know, the the which is one of the worst recessions we face, in that time period, prices dropped more than 30%. So there's a dislocation between travel demand and the broader uh, you know, macro industry or macroeconomic kind of uh, trends and, and, and you see it. And, and so I don't think travel demand, you know, it may, it may slow down a little bit, but it does not evaporate. And I, you right. could even see it pick up in times where for short-term rentals, where, where people are looking for affordability, people are still yeah. going to be out there traveling and they, they may, you know, the last two years, we spent four times as much money on goods, uh, you know, during the pandemic. And that's part of the reason we have a supply chain issue is because we spent so much more than we had historically. And then you combine that with factory shutdowns overseas and, and COVID and a lot of those factors contribute to that. But we spend four times as much money on goods and now it's shifting back to experiences. You can see that acceleration. We've had a couple of very good years uh, for short-term rentals in our space. And, and to think that now spend is shifting back towards experiences and travel it's exciting to be a part of. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of kind of writing on the wall that says uh, the demand for this space is only going to pick up and, and the ex- expectations of our guests are only rising. Yes. And I'm a big, big believer that, you know, the elevation of, of not just the experience, but the expectation from guests is, is kind of, you know, is, is, is something that we all have to kind of meet. Yes. Um, and, and so you mentioned that there's a, there's, you know, people are dropping prices and, and I think a lot of that happens when, you know, you're, you're delivering a house and people check in and they check in remote and they spend time at the house, but now people are offering not just, you know, services and amenities, but you're offering, you know, group kitchen tables, you're offering stand-up paddle boards, you're offering, you know, beach sets. Uh, there's even a great company out in, in South Carolina and they're expanding called Vacay, which offers, you know, all the guests beach sets every time for their, for their kids and family, every time you check in. So there's a lot of these new services that are, that are making the experience so much better. And I'll be the first to admit that horizontal leisure, distributed leisure is very challenging, right? To manage, you know, hundreds of hotels or even three or four hotels, uh, which are many homes across widespread regions is, is challenging to do. That's why we've taken a technology approach. You can kind of think of it as a DoorDash logistics system for, for managing large swaths of properties across regions to manage not just maintenance and, and comms, but also the value-added services and cleaning and vendors. Uh, but we have to meet the expectations of the guests because that's what's elevating the industry is yeah. taking 
you know, four walls and, and turning it into experience. Most of these homes were built for living, right? They weren't built for hospitality. And you got to layer in some of that hospitality to meet the experience of, of, of hotels, which were built largely for hospital, not largely, they were built for hospitality. Yeah. So I think that that's where the big opportunity is, 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 is taking these homes and turn them into an experience. Love it. And, and let's, this kind of rolls into the, the next thing I really wanted to ask you about, because I'm a, a huge proponent that most people that get into this game are that high, they, they find the right management partner to help them. Like, I don't feel like most people are, are cut out and have the experience and the expertise. And a lot of times you're not, they're not even local to try to put together and actually elevate that experience that we're talking about and actually manage their own properties. It's more than just, like you said, have operating a, a, a home remotely and being able to give your, your guests a door code when they check in and they check out and then that's it, right? It, it's more than that. So to elevate that experience and really operate toward the top of the markets, I'm a big believer that I, I have full service property management on every one of my properties and I try to find the best management partner in the areas that I'm in. But I'd love to hear your opinion on that because so many people just look at management as a cost because it is one of your larger expenses, but really it, in my opinion, it's going to put you that next level or help you get to that next level to operate toward the top revenue in, you know, part of your market. Yeah, I think, I think there's, there's, there's different kind of strategies, you know, for everyone. I'll, you know, there, there's, there's individuals that manage, you know, one or two properties and they do incredible work. Right. We found that once you get past one or two properties, it's really hard to manage the experience uh, the right way. And, and we've spent a lot of time and money in building out teams to not just take you know, kind of your ordinary experience, but to, but to take it and bring technology into the home. So uh, a lot of different you know, mobile apps and, 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 you know, and, and experiences through the website where you can book concierge and value up services. You have your Butler app where you can click to touch cleans and stock your fridge. So a lot of that is, is built not just with technology, but density. And, and I, I find that it's, it's not really about what the management fee is. It's about what is your net income. And right. so a lot of times professional managers can drive higher, higher top line revenue because we have, for example, 65 distribution partners. Our number one partner is our own direct website. And you're not paying 15% to 15 to 18% really to, to the distribution partner. So OTAs, online travel agencies, which are you know, all the ones that we use. And so when you disintermediate those, uh, you earn additional creative revenue to the bottom line. And when you have more distribution, uh, you have a higher probability of booking. And then you have sophisticated revenue management. And then when you bring in some of those concierge components, uh, I always kind of give the example of the Four Seasons in Maui is next door to the Grand Waialea. And the Four Seasons is 3X the ADRs, but it's the same beach, yeah. same water in the pool. Uh, and the difference is the service. And so if you can bring more services and more attention uh, to the properties, people are willing to pay more. And I think ultimately when you're willing to pay more, it drives up top line, you have density, it creates cost synergies and efficiencies. Uh, you should be able to net out more revenue regardless. And then it comes down to opportunity costs. If you can unlock yourself from the day-to-day -day management and focus on building a bigger portfolio, which is I'm sure kind of what, what you've been able to focus on, yeah. it unlocks your potential. The last thing you need to be dealing with is plunging toilets and cleaning houses and, and fixing microwaves. You need to be focused on building a portfolio and then allowing some of these managers to have more efficiency 
uh, and, and can bring a better service in some cases. And again, it's very dependent. There, there are some incredible hosts out there. And I'll be the first to admit, there are some hosts out there that just do amazing work, uh, both at a, at, a, at a single or, or, or two or three property level and then, and then more scaled up. But by and large, to unlock the opportunity costs to, to source and build portfolios or just to run your day job is pretty insurmountable in terms of what you're able to accomplish relative to the day-to-day -day management. It's just more efficient for a professional manager to do it at scale and can bring more into that experience, more partnerships, uh, better revenue management. These, these are all systems and components because it's a hard business. And, it, and there are a lot of components that have to work together for it to work properly. So we, we've been finding that a lot of folks that, that, have, you know, that have been managing it individually are now really excited to go build their own portfolios, yeah. offload the management, uh, and they actually, even with paying our fee, they're making more money because, you know, the top line revenue has increased in a lot of cases by 30 or 40%. Yeah, totally. I would totally agree with you there. And I totally agree when you say, you know, there are some amazing hosts that really do a great job of, of maximizing their properties and their assets and, and really creating a, an amazing customer experience. I've seen some in our, in our group and, you know, but by and large, there's economies of scales you try to grow and tapping into somebody who has built that and, and being able to help you operate toward the top of the market with, and then focus on building that portfolio. I think that that's, that's been our strategy and what we're trying to do over here at Odyssey, per, both personally, but also with our, with our membership group. So um, Sean, can you tell me, tell us a little bit about Avant Stay and how you guys really are leveraging some of that technology that you built out to help maximize individual properties and really maximize the overall portfolio. You know, I, I'm a, like we talked about hosts aren't all created equal, neither are property management companies and some management companies, their, their overall goal is to say, Hey, I want a huge portfolio. And we're going to get kind of our fair share of business. And there's other management companies who are saying, okay, we're going to be fairly selective on the markets and the properties that we're going to bring into our portfolio. And we're really, we're really interested in maximizing individual properties to really get, give a maximization of the entire portfolio. And I feel like that that's what you guys are doing over there at Avant Stay. And I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think, I think you know, the, the goal for most, you know, the folks that work with us is, is to maximize yield, right? So maximize net income. Yeah. And I think we built the platform specifically to do that, to generate yield. And how do you do that? You start with the customer. If you create a great experience, uh, they're going to come back and, and, and pay more. And, and in order to do that, we found that it, you have to have sophisticated technology and really uh, enterprise-grade technology that can scale because it's, you know, it's, it's the same thing as looking at Amazon delivery next day or same day. We want to get to a point where we can have a chef in your house in four hours or a cleaner over there, you know, same day when, when you need a spruce up uh, of, of the property. So we built the last five years, we built a full PMS. Uh, and again, you don't, you don't pay fees for an external PMS, right? Most managers, most individuals are paying two to 3% for external PMSs. Yeah. Uh, and PMS, excuse me, is a property management system. Um, and then you have, you know, revenue management systems, which again, people pay one to 2% for those systems. Uh, distribution through the OTAs were direct connected. So you're not paying channel manager fees uh, or you're getting direct bookings through your own platform, which is really important through SEO or the marketing spend that we put out. We have something called Lighthouse, which is real-time data analytics for all of our homeowners where they can come in, they can see how the property's performing. 
they can see all the invoices that all get funneled through Fresh, which is a platform that we built for vendors to bid out jobs and bid out properties. And, and that's been very helpful. And it also manages all the housekeeping, which as we know is one of the more challenging components of the business. Housekeeping um, is, 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 you know, it's, it's critical, right? It's one of the mo more, more challenging parts because how do you manage, you know, hundreds of homes across you know, wide regions that are separated by uh, sometimes 10 to 20 miles. It's very different than running a vertical operation. Horizontal operation is very different. Uh, and then we built Voyage, which is kind of our entire comm system. Uh, it's it's you know, like, akin to DoorDash because you have logistics, you have field ops, you have communication. All of this is really important to get right. And we found that a lot of what exists in the open marketplace today requires you to build all of these point solutions. So now you're working through, you know, 10 to 15 different systems to serve your guests. And that becomes really hard and, and complicated, especially as you start to grow. It becomes complicated to kind of implement that uh, across your teams to support, you know, what we're all saying uh, is the expectation from the guests is the elevated experience. So, and then we have Butler. So you walk into the house and QR code onto the, onto the Apple TV app or, or Roku app and and you're able to kind of click to touch concierge and services. Uh, and every region is a little bit different in terms of what's being offered. But some of the core things that people want to see is they want to they want to be able to have their house clean more 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 often when they're there for five or six days. They want to potentially have a chef one night. They want to potentially have their fridge stocked. Uh, and then massage is usually the fourth one. And then there's some custom bespoke stuff where you can call up and and request. Uh, but that's that's really important to have that kind of access to the hotel in the pocket of your hand through the mobile app. So there's been a lot of time, energy, thought, and money put into building robust systems and proprietary technology to manage not just the operations, but also the brand. And, and creating that loyalty and consistency, um, you know, is, is really important. I find that sometimes you book, and I booked one recently, you book something online and and you show, and we showed up and, and it was not what we expected. And then I went to think, okay, well, you know, how do I, how do I, you know, how is it on that owner to be responsible or accountable for this? And there's really no accountability. And, you know, Avon stay, you can see we have uh, over 10,000 reviews online, uh, super host. Uh, you have, you have a lot of kind of very highly rated uh, platforms across you know, our entire digital reputation. And that's because we're held accountable. If somebody has a below average experience, they can let the world know and we will see and feel that impact. And so we are held accountable for delivering a consistent experience. And we expect people to come back and say, you know what, Avance is going to stand by this because they care about their digital reputation. They care about how they're positioned in the space. It's really important for them to get this right. And sometimes we feel like that's not the case. Some people put up their property and you can book it and it might be a miss. And if it's a miss, um, there's not really a, a repercussion there. Um, so we found that brands become more important over time. And you can see that in the hotel space where, uh, you know, I'm very loyal to a number of brands that deliver an incredible experience. So we think the branding piece is going to become more important as the industry grows. And as people plan these group trips, the risk is very high. The risk for you to put a group of 10 people together yeah. and, and travel and not have it set up properly, that's a risk that people don't want to take. 
And, and in order to kind of remove that risk, we feel like the brands and people backing those brands, or you know, it, can, it can be local brands, it can be national brands, it can be the brand of an individual that you know runs a, a, an incredible operation on, on a few properties. And so I don't want people to think that I'm saying the only way to build a brand is, is to be national, but it, but it is, you do have to be held accountable for that. And I think there's more risk when you think about group travel and and how you're bringing all these people together and if, if there's not if that house is not up to sta- up to par or up to standards or working properly you you can't just find another hotel room right hotels can say right. hey this hotel room is no good we're going to move you over to the other hotel yeah or another part of the hotel you know with a house it's it's hard to kind of shift people and we've had to do it right we've had to move you know somebody shows up and and the well broke the day before and they flew in from uh, we had we actually had a group flying from Singapore recently, and fortunately, we were able to move them to a better property and upgrade them into that. But without that kind of density and scale, it's hard. It's hard to serve a client that shows up, and you just don't have another option for them. Uh, it, it becomes really challenging. So we we like to think that not only is it you know really building uh, sophisticated technology can that can you know, deliver a better experience, but then standing behind the brand and caring about the work we do. We, we, we really care about, you know, delivering the experience that, that people expect. Love it. And, and I, I know as a, as a property owner who has multiple short-term rentals building a portfolio, it, it's exciting to hear you talk about all those different things that you guys are building over there at Avant Stay and, and really, really being able to, to, for me as an owner to be able to tap into that because I'm never going to be able to take the time to go build that on my own. You know, I'm not going to go do that. I don't have the, you know, there's just not, it's not what I'm going to go do, but I love that I can tap into something like what you guys have built and be able to really elevate our experience. And a lot of our listeners are property owners and we're, we're trying to figure out the best. And one of the biggest components of what we're doing as property owners is figuring out our management partner. So what do you guys look for for those, those of, you know, myself, all of all of our listeners, what are you looking for in a property owner? And do you have, I mean, I know you have specific locations that you guys are located. Um, and then are there certain criteria that you would say, hey, listen, to fit into our system, this is what we're looking for as well? Yeah, I think it's, 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 a, it's a great question because we always look at this as a partnership and, and we're in this together. And the large majority of our assets, we've invested in those assets with with our partners, whether that's furnishing design, whether it's upgrading the home, because uh, we really do believe in that. And I think we're probably one of the few, if not the only company that thinks about it from that perspective. And, and so it becomes a partnership that's long-term and, 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 and we feel like uh, that's a really good way to, to generate the highest returns is to be able to deliver a house that is elevated to the standards that, that we expected of on stage. So we're largely group focused, so kind of three bedrooms and up. Right. Uh, we have properties as large as 12 bedrooms, but, but really three to seven bedrooms is kind of where we sit. Uh, a lot of what we call experiential urban markets. So your Nashville's and Austin's and Scottsdale's and San Diego's. Okay. And then drive to destination markets, right? Anything sitting outside of a large MSA, uh, Isle of Palms, Lake Tahoe, Palm Springs, Smoky Mountains, love the Smoky Mountains. Um, so we're, we're looking for, for a partner that has a great property that's willing to partner with us, uh, create an elevated experience that we can put our name and brand behind, and then we're confident we can deliver 
uh, outsized economics. And, and that's really where, you know, we put a lot of time and effort. And I think where we're at today, you know, we feel very good about what we what we've been able to accomplish, but we have a lot of work to do. We, the vision, you know, for all of us entrepreneurs on the call, the vision is always multiple steps of where you're at. So we're getting better every day. By no means are we perfect, but we expect to be, you know, much better in six months and then in 12 months. And so you see what we're kind of accomplishing today in terms of the experience in economics. Uh, I, I think that it only gets better from here. And, and so the, the folks that are looking for great managers, I'd say, give us a shot. Uh, let us let us show you how we operate. You know, before you make a decision, we want to kind of walk you through our systems, how we think about delivering it through the different distribution partners, how we set it up for an experience, and and you'll kind of see how thoughtful we are about uh, what matters and and what drives ROI. Right? There's there's so many you know little components to this business that are really important. You know, we spent over a year building out our fraud prevention and chargebacks, and and it's 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 virtually negligible, and and that's an important part of the business that kind of goes unnoticed. So, a lot of work, a lot of hard work. Uh, we're we're here to stay, and and I think you know we'd love to work with uh, as many people as possible that have great product that they want to want to partner with us for the long term. Love it, love it, and I I. I love how you, you know, because we always refer to them as our management partners. You're you're saying, you know, you guys are looking at it as really, truly a partnership. And that's how you have to look at it from the management perspective. And also as uh, myself, as the owner, I always, I always try to be like, I always try to ask the question, what can I do to be your best client? Right. And so that's why I asked that. Well, I want to be, I want to have, I want to fit into your system. I want to be a great client. And we look at it as a partnership. We grow together, but to your point, when when we have to make adjustments and we have to make things or do things that we, you know, didn't anticipate, we're in that together and we make those adjustments together to really move forward. And so, um, Sean, I want to respect your time. This has been awesome. I think I could sit and talk to you for another two hours. And so, um, I, 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 in fact, I have a whole list of questions that we didn't even get to. So maybe we'll have to do round two. But I want to um, run it back. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 redo it right. And so. How, what is the best way for, for our listeners, those of us who own properties, if we're like, you know, Hey, we really want to check out Avant Stay. Where should we go? What should we be looking for? How do we connect with you guys and, and really follow up with looking to see if it would be a, the right fit for our properties to be a part of the Avant Stay portfolio? Yeah. So you, you can follow us on, on social media, whether it's LinkedIn or, or Instagram, just at Avant Stay. Uh, you can email us at partnerships at avantstay.com. Uh, or you can go directly to the website and just punch in your information and somebody will call you back in short order. You can also get quotes and underwrites for revenue uh, and expenses. So you can see what the net income would be based on our comp sets. So we're happy to kind of go to work and, and show you what we do and, and proofs in the pudding. And uh, we're excited to hopefully talk to a lot of you. And, and if nothing else, uh, we're very, very bullish and excited about the space and, and just love how much attention uh, has been given to the industry and it's exciting to see. It is exciting and and um, really, really appreciate your time with us today, Sean. Um, I know how valuable your time is. I know how valuable our listeners' time is. Appreciate everybody spending it with us today. And so go check out Avant Stay if you've got properties, if you're, if you're getting into the game and you want to really see, it's really, 
the the platform that you guys have built over there, um, I can personally say I've, I've been on, I've watched you guys build it even before we knew that we were going to connect and have this uh, interview. I've watched what you guys have been doing for a little while now, and it's been really impressive. And so really um, appreciate you spending some time with us today, Sean. And for those of you listening, go check out Avant Stay if you have properties that you feel like would be a great fit for that portfolio. Um, and and that Avant Stay would be a good management partner. Go check them out, inquire about it, and, uh, and, and just have that conversation to see what they feel like and how your property could perform and, and uh, maybe elevate it a little bit beyond where it's at right now. So, and then as always, guys, thanks for spending the time with us today. And go pick one thing that you can do today to start building that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicy.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.